coming. You've got mail. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream. It is, I believe, our final podcast of 2022. Could be. How about that? Uh, not our final podcast ever. Uh, I know that that's what everybody wants, but uh, no, we're going to keep doing this in 2023. Although you're going to be in Vegas for uh, CES, correct? We are going to be in Vegas. You also said that on the podcast last year, and then you guys didn't go. Well, we didn't go to CES because it was the biggest like COVID resurgence yep. of the year. And a lot of our clients just didn't want to take the risk. And so they didn't want to go. So we did everything virtually. We're going to do it both in person and virtually this year. I'm very excited about CES. Um, it seems like a lot of people are going to go back. It won't be as big of a show as it had been in the past because, well, for every reason you can imagine, not the least of which is that China is still on lockdown. And so many of the exhibitors at CES in the last few years are Chinese, but we're going to, we're excited to see our friends from Samsung and Sony and all the car companies will be there, which is always great. So yeah, it should be a very exciting show. We're going to do our executive briefings uh, and, and floor tours. And then we got a couple events set up there. As a matter of fact, if you are a TechStream listener, a regular TechStream listener, you know, that we do TechStream POAPs. What is a POAP? Well, it's a proof of attendance protocol token. So if you have um, if you have a way to get to a browser, you can go to shellypalmer.com slash POAP, P-O-A-P. And there you can download, or I should say you can request a proof of attendance protocol token. Collect five of them and you get invited to some cool stuff at CES and some cool online stuff too that both Seth and I are going to be at and attending and presenting and doing all kinds of different uh, tech-oriented salons and dinners and breakfasts and super secret handshake meetings. ShellyPalmer.com slash POAP. Fun place to go. And yeah, I will be at CES 2023 in January 3rd to the 8th in Las Vegas. So Seth, what's new this final week? of 2022 well you know uh twitter is still here uh, apparently but they attacked at my core uh they started uh suspending journalists yes and i am very pro media i i you know i've been in broadcasting for 27 years and uh i consider myself a journalist whether it's a print journalist or not i am a journalist and um when you start attacking uh, journalists, and this is not just a Twitter thing. This is in to me in life. Uh, it just um, the media gets is under siege. I do hold the media to a very high standard, and I would be the first person to say when the media has failed uh, the public, but not in this case. In this case, this was uh, this was a personal vendetta. He went after certain reporters that were tracking uh, Elon Musk's private plane using software that was free and anybody could do it. Um, it literally just sound, it seemed like a, uh, a bad comic book villain. It, it was, it was awkward and ugly and, it, you know, making fun of Twitter has not been fun anymore. It's getting nasty. Well, let's see if we can get our account suspended because we're in good, we'd be in good company. Uh, Ryan Mack of the New York times got suspended. And I think drew Harwell also drew writes for the Washington post. Aaron Rupar. Um, yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah, great. absolutely. And, and that's a great Twitter account because he spends yeah. all day watching Fox News. So I don't have to. 
I think he also, but I think he also got Keith Olbermann. I mean, he got like a bunch of people. I don't, yeah, Keith I didn't see the whole list, but I, I do know a lot of people. There was, uh, but he didn't go after Dan Patrick. I don't understand. Guy from Mashable, who's uh, Matt, I forget his last name, might be Binder, uh, Mashable guy. I know he got suspended too. Elon is a little bit off the rails, and we've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, this will get resolved, but over the weekend, 17th, 18th, Elon ran a poll. And this poll is legendary. It's a, it's a ridiculous thing to have done. I mean, there's just, there's no way to say that it's not ridiculous, but, but he did this ridiculous poll. Uh, the question was, should I step down as head of Twitter? Question mark. I will abide by the results of this poll, period. And the final poll results, Seth, just for fun, 57.5% yes. And uh, 42.5% no. 17,502,391 votes were the final results. 57.5 to 42.5. Go away, vote? Elon. Of course I did. No, of course. I did. <laughs> of course I voted. I, I did too. I don't even follow him and I can't stop seeing him. No, it's because he's everywhere. And so he lost. I don't think a presidential election has ever been decided at, at 60 40 like right. th this is this is decisively elon go away will he i don't know my prediction with elon on this one is that well by the time people are listening to this podcast he, he it's something something could have changed something already. will yeah so i'm gonna make a but prediction we, we'll see how good that. but but my whole whole argument is you know you have all these political attacks on the media and everything's about the media, you know, whether yeah. you're left or right, you know, both sides attack the media and, you know, the media has become this punching bag and you're seeing newspapers go away. You're seeing, you know, digital publications trying to stay afloat with ad advertising sales that are a pale comparison to what they had when they had sure. print copies. Uh, you're seeing journalists get laid off left and right. Uh, you know, I, you don't need a social media platform making the reporters the story. Yeah, they did a lot of weird stuff over the last, uh, I'm going to say, 48 hours. They they tried to ban links to other social platforms, and then they rescinded that. Uh, to say that they're shooting in the dark would be to be polite. Um, my prediction, and we'll see if it bears out, is that he's going to stick around as CEO for a couple months till he finds somebody. And and I think he wants out of this no matter what. I don't I don't think he ever really wanted to be doing this. But he doesn't but, want to try to sell it for a fraction of what he paid for it. He wants to keep it. He just wants to not have to run it. I don't know how it's possible. What people are not understanding, I think most people are not understanding. Elon's not paying his bills. And that seems amazing since he's the richest guy in the world. You'd think, well, why isn't he paying his bills? And I'm not going to say arbitrarily. I'm sure it was intentionally decided not to honor certain existing contracts and not to pay certain outstanding bills. And the lawsuits are racking up big. It's not even funny at this point. Like there's a bunch of people. I, just, I mean, it's a seriously growing list of organizations where Elon just decided not to pay the bill. And that's pretty brutal if you think about it. I mean, it's not it's not what you'd expect um from twitter because you think well you know he's the richest guy in the world he bought this thing for 44 billion dollars shareholders got that money but like implied data which is a, a company twitter's been using for quite some time they have an outstanding bill they just said no so it's like they paid this company over 10 million dollars over the last few years they renewed their contract these guys show up it's like here's you know the november bill they're like nah so they're in court 
And there are, I've got friends who are just like, don't know what to do. Twitter always paid slowly, but they always paid. The idea that they're not paying their bills. So Seth, the B2B wow. goodwill that they're, he's losing. I didn't even know that. That's so that's the point. So it's like a lot of people are, oh, you know, Elon's doing great stuff and he's going to, his moderation idea is a great idea. And this thing with the check marks is great. The thing with the check marks is insane. You're not going to get enough. insane what he's changed with the check marks. He's insane. This is a legacy verified account. It may or may not be notable. I, I, you know, what the f does that mean? I don't, I, you know, I honestly, the whole thing has been, has been either brilliantly managed or mismanaged. One of the things that's interesting, I mean, really interesting to me, I had a uh, occasion to do a speech last week out of town and Fortune 500 company. And I asked the CEO in a private meeting before I went on stage what he thought of Elon's managerial. CEO style or managerial style because it's fairly abrupt, right? I mean, you got to say what what I was told was that uh, this particular CEO had a lot of respect for the clarity of message. It's like, do it my way or the highway. Didn't like the way it was handled, but liked the clarity of the message. And I asked uh, if he thought that this was going to impact the way he did his own work or other CEOs of big companies did their work. He didn't think so. But he said, you know, if he pulls it off, people are going to start asking, is this the way you treat employees? Is this the right, right way to look at the company? Is this going to get in there and just tear stuff up and make it, okay, this isn't working. Let's tear it down and, and rebuild it and really tear it, burn it down, really. Not just tear it down, Seth. Let me burn it down. Well, so and we'll I've, said to, I've said to you since it started, all I care about is if I push that button, I want it to be there. Yeah, well, that's we're all gonna... I thought. That's all I thought. I I don't care. Um, I what I what I can't stand is, uh, you know the the inconsistency. There's not a change in philosophy. This verified stuff is absolutely dumb. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I I like last week I got a, a, a an alert from Twitter. John Cena followed me. Okay, that's cool. That was cool. John Cena, big listener of TechStream. Welcome to my social media circle. I don't want that to go away. I like that kind of stuff. I like interacting with people that I would never not know. I don't know. I wouldn't know John Cena if he fell on me. Well, I think I would recognize him if he fell on me. But this idea that I, it's just there's there, the World Cup was this past weekend. Yep. And it was a fantastic finale. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was it was outstanding. It was in a garbage place, and it shouldn't have ever been there. And it was corrupt how it got there, and th that whole circumstance has been well documented. There's a great uh, Netflix doc documentary called uh, FIFA Uncovered. Yeah. Watch that; you'll see everything you need to see. However, it was a great thing, and the 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 super fun thing that went went on during that game was Twitter, not Instagram, not TikTok, not Facebook. It was Twitter. Well, for because you. Like the, the rate in which people were tweeting, holy crap, that was a great goal. Holy crap, this is a great game. Oh, my God, I can't stop watching this. And then, you know, there was a really funny thing about Fox Television on Sunday because, they, you know, they paid billions for National Football League. Mm -hmm. And the game went long. You know, they had extra time and then they went to penalties and 
the World Cup final ended six minutes before kickoff of those <laughs> NFL games. And <laughs> people were like, and, and Fox Sports tweeted, because again, they weren't putting this anywhere else. Right. Fox Sports tweeted that said um, the ceremony, the, the, the trophy ceremony, which is a big deal for the entire globe. I mean, billions of people watch that around the world. Yes. And that they were moving that to Fox Sports one and they were going to air their NFL games in their entirety. And all Twitter went bananas. It was so much fun. And I called it the Heidi game. Do you, do you remember mm -hmm. the Heidi game? Oh, sure. And, and to me, that's where social media is a blast. But I never considered Mastodon, Post, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I didn't consider any of those. I oh, didn't go to Discord. No, you're I trained. went to Twitter and it was hysterical. Yeah, no, you're trained, right? I mean, it was, has first mover advantage. And certainly it's the game we all know how to play as opposed to any kind of new game. And it, at the moment, still has gravitas and weight. We'll see how long that lasts. Right now, you're 100% right, um, at least in the world that you're describing. You're 100% you're, you're right. All right, switching topics big. I have finished Andor. <laughs> okay. Giant, giant left we, turn. Why didn't we lead with this? <laughs> be, be, because I, 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 I wanted to close strong today. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I finished watching Andor. Yeah. Um. Okay, you're right. <laughs> it's really good. Can you say it again slower, please? Okay, you're right. It's really, really good. No, I, I, I really enjoyed it. The last episode of Andor did pay off exactly as I hoped it would. So oh, that God. was, that was. It. it took a long time to get there, though. Like there, it did. I have to say, there were some, there were some parts of that series I was trying to understand why I was, you know, how I was watching and why I was watching, but. Yeah, the end was sets it sets up the rebellion in a really nice way. It oh just my does. God. Oh my god. It's how about that jailbreak scene? It was look, it was epic. I gotta say, they really did a they did a really nice job. Uh and of course, uh they left themselves all kinds of openings to to do more if they want to do more. My favorite rebellion. part in the whole thing is yeah. when 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 uh Andy Circus finds out that they're never getting out. And the whole episode, Andor, Cassie and Andor has been saying, how many guards? How, we need to know how many guards. You know how many guards. How many guards? How many guards? And then you see the angst on Andy Serkis's face. Again, this is not special effects. And this is not galaxy and shooting and spaceships. It's look at Andy Serkis's face and watch Diego Luna go up to him and say, how many guards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, look it was it was well acted well directed and and in very many cases extremely well scripted the um not that you need me to say any of those things because i'm not a critic per se but this was this was really fun to watch i i liked the um mostly what i liked was the as in rogue one Everybody doesn't win that you think is going to win. And everybody yep. like there's a lot of there's a lot of winners and losers at the same time. You know, you win a big battle, you lose a little one. You lose three little battles, you win a slightly bigger. It's really Ugh. um 
it makes you think a little bit, which most kinds of Star Wars uh, entertainments don't, right? right? They're strictly set up as good and evil. Right. Almost always set up as good and evil. It's you see in this show myth. how bad the Empire is. You get a sense, which you don't. I mean, they, again, it was all hero myth the way Lucas set it up originally. You know, the canon right. of Star Wars is basically an epic saga of of good and evil. This is far more subtle with far more um, nuanced. Uh, what, you, what, what about what about that idea when uh, he wants to talk in their cells? I the seven eight nine those three uh, jailbreak scenes are the, the the that that those episodes to me are I could watch them over and over and over again. Um, but when he's talking and uh, they go shh, shh they can hear you, and he goes the empire's not listening to us. Yeah, you think they care about us on little old us? And he's right, and he's totally right. And then the Mon Mothma stuff with the, he has to give up his daughter. Yeah. Her her daughter about I said that wrong. The Mon Mothma stuff is which she, she has, has to, to give up her, up daughter. her daughter. And yeah. oh my god, for, for for a favor to get the finances for this rebellion that she's trying to plan. And oh my god, and the character Luthen, you know, Alexander Sarsgaard, he is so brilliant in this show. I give it all the awards. All the awards. And I don't say that about a lot of superhero stuff. No, you kind of do. No, 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 no. I, I don't I don't talk about Spider-Man and say, you know, that should win a, an Oscar. I, I, you know, I th- those movies are great for what they are, and I hold them to high standards. And or it's just a cut above. It's a cut above all of that stuff. Yeah, they did. They did a nice job. There's there's plenty of plenty of there's something for everybody. Right. You, there's just something for everybody. And so that's a uh, that's a big plus. I hope they do more. I look, I hope they do more. I, I want I'm excited. There is season two. They're filming it now. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get back into Mando. I mean, that that's what I really want to see happen that's in March. I know I'm excited to see that. And uh, are you caught up on Yellowstone? No. Yeah, that's something you got to do. This is we'll have to talk about that. But Yellowstone is. It's like is literally really, the antithesis of Star Wars. It's. Becoming, it's a long time ago in a galaxy right here. Yeah, I'm becoming completely <laughs> addicted to it. I think it's one of the best shows that's out right now in every way you can describe best shows. So, yeah, very, very, very excited about Yellowstone. And I'm also uh, looking forward. They have a another kind of offshoot. This guy, Taylor Sheraton, is really quite some director or showrunner, great writer. Just everything about it is really cool. But since you haven't gotten into it yet, we will. We'll just make a recommendation that Yellowstone is happening. And if you haven't seen Andor, we've spoiled it for you. But if you have, you probably agree that it's. I don't even know that we've spoiled it. I mean, how about this? In 12 episodes, he gets arrested. Uh, You know, he's in Rogue One, so he doesn't die. And it's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Spoil anything. There you go. Well, you know, he doesn't die. Yeah, because he has to be alive for the. Rogue for one. Rogue One, right? Yeah, he does. He does. He would need to be that. But everybody else can die. But that's my whole argument about Star Wars, and why they never needed those seven, eight, nine movies that ticked everybody off. They, they, they. What they realize they have from the six chapters, the six saga films, starting with the prequels and going in through Return of the Jedi, there is so many gaps in the timeline. Yes, that. It's a treasure trove for story. And so that's where you're getting 
the Mandalorian and the Boba Fett and the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and the Andor show. All those shows take place in different spots in the timeline. And for the rest of my life, you can just plug holes in that timeline and fill in the gaps and give character and give depth to things that I saw 30 years ago. Ah, bravo. Bravo. It's all good. All right, that'll do it for TechStream as we uh, roll through. Have a happy holiday. When next we speak to you, it'll be from Vegas. We'll see you then.